And once again, we are live. Let's get even like it, Adam. I want to welcome all you new the listeners. Cats and cool jets out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, two, it's currently 2 a.m. in Riverside, California. It's 95 degrees Celsius. 95. I mean, <laughs> I'm over here. I've been, I've been up 72 hours straight. All right. Bringing you guys the podcast in love. My right own quaaludes. <laughs> right uppers. here on the skin of my Brown Bettys. Wait, black Bettys. Black Bettys. Oh, Apple yeah. brown Bettys. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so delicious, especially when you're on quaaludes. Hey everybody, welcome to the episode uh, 0154 of The Skinny with Mike and Adam. I think we should do a whole hour long of just... This is Mike and Adam with a smooth jazz channel. Smooth jazz. How you cool cats doing out there? <laughs> Who out there wants to hear some bear tooth? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got an interview with one Caleb Schomer. <laughs> He's going to tell us how he transitioned from crabcore into a uh, progressive Post hardcore. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun interview. Don't you agree, Adam? I, th- I think he almost died prior to making this Beartooth album. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And what was great was that you know he was back drinking when he was on stage at the APMAs. Oh, that's a good man. It's probably a bad idea because you know you wrote an entire <laughs> album about how drinking almost kills you, and so maybe you shouldn't be drinking anymore. But oh, yeah. anyway, that's beside the point. You chose laugh, Caleb Ch- Swimmer. <laughs> you chose laugh. <laughs> why you gotta choose laugh, man? <laughs> I just want to know why our friend Brendan. He seems to have a uh, slightly older brother. Who's the lead singer of Beartooth? Oh, that's true. Seriously, he looks like our friend. Brandon. Exactly that's like him. Really yes. creepy, especially when Caleb Shomo was like really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like he's like kind of a he's not too scrawny, but like he's kind of a skinny guy now. He's like he's above average. Above average. Yeah, he's got but a he dad was a lot. Bod. Yeah, dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> body by dad. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's, he used to be a lot bigger, especially mm-hmm. when he was an Attack Attack that shitty well, band. Good old cirrhosis of the liver, make you lose mm-hmm. some weight. Exactly. But then if you keep on drinking, then uh, <laughs> we're going to see how many people are still alive in the next decade who was on the APMAs this year. Because oh, boy. There was a lot of alcohol and other substances that seem to be going on. Through and a lot of... The, the autism was strong with the APMAs <laughs> oh this year. God. I had no idea just how flat affect everybody. I know. Like, if you're the, like one of the greatest guitar players in the world, you have absolutely zero personality. Exactly. Whatsoever. But you know what? We're going to yeah. talk about the APMAs a lot later. In fact, we have a lot of show to get to this week. Good so, uh, we're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to slam right through it really quick. I just want to remind you guys to go check out the, uh, meltingpod.net that is shit Rick says dead Bedouins generation oddcast beards and boots and your uncensored reality um almost everyone had an episode this week Rick had an episode last week yeah yeah and uh, dead Bedouins had one on Monday Monday that's right no gen odd from what I've seen I haven't checked today your uncensored reality was at Wednesday I think it came out Thursday 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 and beards and boots of course you can check out uh, their switch streams on uh, Friday and or Saturday you just like them on Facebook and then like them on Facebook at beards and booze, and then they will, uh, and, and they will inform you of that. You know, I get a little bit of a twitch stream in the morning, mm. and I'm trying to empty the old bladder. Do you have to like stand at an angle? Oh, I sit. Oh, you, you there's sit? no point in standing when yeah. you're that tired. You, you don't want like the piss in your face, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or have to clean up around said piss. You see what I mean? Like we're already getting off track already. We have you, a lot. You of... spend an extra two <laughs> to three minutes sleeping. Yeah, as long as you're if. You, 
as long as you're not standing. Yeah, if you're not if you're not cleaning up the toilet of your own urine that you can't control, (laughs) then you're 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 just in bed sleeping. So yeah, Mm -hmm. sitting down all the way when you're uh, when it's the morning. Less Twitch stream. Yeah. Uh, if you're sitting down, go for it, America. You know when I'm when I'm sitting down taking a crap, I gotta like throw my penis like over my shoulder mm, so it doesn't yes. hit the so it doesn't hit the poop water. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, great water. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a lot of show to get to. Uh, actually, a lot of good show to get to. So we will go ahead and jump right into it this week. We'll jump right into the feed. We love, 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 love to start the feed with new album announcements. Uh, I'm freaking whole shit and fucking load of them. God damn it, fucking yes. Fucking knocking. Adam's in a bad mood. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all of these actually get me super excited. First of which, uh, we're going to be getting, uh, we, we got news that Cianvar, I don't Ooh. know if that's even the correct I pronunciation. Believe it is Cianvar. Cianvar, S-I-A-N-V-A-R, which is the other side project of... Uh, Will Swan. Correct. He has two side projects outside of Dead, uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, he is the lead guitarist, and it's kind of like a mixture between Dance Gavin Dance and... A lot like Birds. A lot like Birds and right. a lot like... Well, because Michael Sales Franziano, yes. who did the Alone album, uh-huh. is the guitar player, I think, or bass player on CNVAR. That's right. I had no idea about that, so... Yeah. Uh, that's pretty exciting. A lot of you know, a lot of really talented young musicians uh, involved in this band, and we checked out their uh, EP... Yep. His ep, they're ep- not too long ago, and uh, we both very much enjoyed yeah. it. It was like Dance Gavin Dance meets Circus Survive Circus stuff. Yeah, the guy sounds a little bit too much like Anthony Green, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever. But you know, it's, it's uh, not his it's, fault. So yeah, this past week they let us know that they are going to be going into the uh, in, going into the studio sometime soon. They're going to be uh, uh, letting us know when their first ten track full length album will be coming out. Uh, super excited about that. Now we knew this next band was in the studio not too long ago. They actually released a song not too long ago. I can't even remember the name of the song. Something with the spookiness and white. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was after their announcement that uh, they got a new drummer and a new guitarist, one, one of which uh, the drummer used to be uh, formerly, briefly, in the band uh, Spookiness and White, Motionless and White, if you want to go by their actual name. But <laughs> A Skylet Drive has finally announced that their uh, next album, I believe this is their fifth fifth studio album uh it's going to be titled asd so a little bit so kind of a self-titled album that's gonna be coming out october 9th which is weird because that's one day before my birthday that's true my birthday is on a saturday this mm-hmm. year when mine's did, on a monday when friday oh they moved they uh i think we shared this on the show like a long time ago oh, they're God. they're moving album and album release dates to friday now well shit on and also dvds bricks. and video games and all media well, fuck me in the goat ass mm-hmm. okay well good for them the goat ass so uh mike better be getting me that album for my birthday yes sir and i will be enjoying it and we'll be bringing we have to on the plate that one. Oh hell yeah so Dude, uh starting september we're gonna have like on the plates and reviews for like every album september is gonna, gonna be, be a crazy month crazy one of which in september actually by the way if you remember Guys, back in 2013, again, 2013, Skylar Drive uh, was the uh, prestigious winner of Adam's album of the year. Twas. Twas. I gave it a thorough 11 out of 12. Yes. And it by far blew me away. And mm-hmm. I've been enjoying the acoustic version just as much. Yeah. Not as. Mine you know, a little bit less, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not as, you know, intensely awesome, but it's still pretty awesome. Yeah. And it, it, it does remind me a lot of what Rise. Like the songwriting of Rise is really good, but the, it lacks the energy of Rise, which is well, yeah. what I really love about it. But anyway, like I said, in starting in September, 
we're going to be having album after album after album after album. Just everybody is releasing uh, albums in September. And speaking of album of the year, my album of the year, mm-hmm. 2013, was uh, Sepaternal by Bring Me the Horizon. And they're going to be releasing their follow-up album, which they announced this past week. That's the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's going to be coming out September 11th. Well, this is going to be their first album on Columbia Records, which well, gets me super nervous. What do you know about Columbia Records, Mike? Um, they've got a lot of pop shit. They got. They are major label to the max. Yes. If you look up their Wikipedia list of artists that they've had, they've got everybody more than a hundred. There's they've had everybody going back to like the beginning of time because yes. apparently they started as a label back in 1880. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so. My favorite band of all time was Alice in Chains. Yes. They were on Columbia Records True. for their three albums and subsequent deaths. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to say I really hope that uh, this doesn't kill them because uh-huh. I'm worried. I'm very, very worried. And you can tell that Columbia Records knew that the next Bring Me the Horizon album was going to go to number one. Regardless of what label it was on, yeah, it's going to go to number one and sell. Paternal did huge. For it's going to sell well over two hundred thousand uh-huh. in the first week, I'm sure. So they jumped in and probably gave them shitloads of money, and mm-hmm. um, and, and it just makes me nervous because I'm they, really all, nervous the, about this. The article I was reading in Rolling Stone, they're just like, yeah, we don't really uh, like listening to you know hard rock deathcore music anymore. And yeah, if we wrote songs about being sad, people would see right through that. <laughs> Um, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, but this, the, well, according to that, that same article which I did read, uh, the, the, this album, uh, "That's the Spirit," is very uh, is, is a melancholy album, and it's it's about the idea of being content with being melancholy, and that you know not everything is black. It's not not everything is happy or sad. Not everything is black or white. It's 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 a middle of the road emotionally I'm okay album. With being bland yeah i'm okay with being gray right yeah which is what you have to do when you get off drugs yeah sykes and also this past week uh during the announcement of uh this that's the spirit they also released the first official single off of that album it's called throne now adam did you get a chance to listen to throne sure did mike yeah what did you think of throne i thought it was pretty much uh not something i was gonna like too much Mm. but it was okay it was okay there's still all three tracks i've heard it build the songs build and then they die. Mm. <laughs> there's, there's the song nothing... structure is very much the same in all three of the songs mm. that they've released. So far, they've released Drown, which uh, everyone was saying that there wasn't... Even the band itself said that that, that, that song was not going to make the next album. Oh, but okay. apparently it is. It's track nine. Oh, crap. And <laughs> I was really hoping since, you know, I wasn't a big fan of that song, unlike Mike. I love that song. Maybe yeah. it wasn't going to end up on the album, but I think it just was too popular. They also released Happy Song uh, a couple weeks ago. Which uh, I thought was okay. I've heard it a couple of times. was pretty good, yes. Uh, and then, and then, of course, Throne. And uh, I think they're above average. They're not great. They're good. I, I, I really like Drown, though. Drown's a good song. Uh, but uh, the Throne and Happy Song, I think, okay, maybe outside of the context of the record, they're okay. We will but, see. Uh, we will have to see. But September Nervous. 11th is coming up very soon. Uh, we will have to, so and yeah, the first the first of many albums coming out that month. I'm sure they signed the eight album deal with Columbia. Like oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Good job, Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> this is the beginning of the rest of your life, guys. Enjoy. You know they All have right. a Hobbit in their band. A Hobbit? <laughs> have you seen that one guy in there who doesn't look like he belongs in a metalcore band? The kind of the guy with the chubby sheets. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is up with that guy? I, I don't even know the, what he plays. I think he's the bassist. Well. 
He doesn't look like he's <laughs> in the horizon. He has a very English face, though. <laughs> very English, like chubby face. And he was probably like the founder of the band who started them was. and then got all the other guys yeah. with him. So. I, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but he, he looks very much like, uh, like, like Sam. From uh, like, if if you watch Game of Thrones, you'll you'll know who I'm talking about. But like, he looks like Sam from, uh, like the, like the best friend of Jon Snow, and like he's can, very chubby cheeks, got a little bit hear, of facial hair. Hear the audience laughing <laughs> as you say that. So let's move on since Adam's not laughing. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is kind of unsurprising news. Back when we uh, talked about the bands we were going to be on Warp Tour, this th- these two bands came up, and that got me thinking. Oh, we got a we got a, we got an imminent feud, feud. coming on. And uh, what do you know? What do you know? They did. They did not let us down. I thought they would be kissing and making up. Well, they did and kiss and make up probably, that one time. Probably start really making out mm. thereafter. Yeah, but I guess it hasn't happened. But Attila, front front man. By the way, Attila. If you don't know, Attila is the worst band in the entire world. The entire world, which <laughs> I don't understand why anybody was at their set. Yeah. Why anybody we allowed themselves to really excited about their set? Yeah. Well, if you can tell me a song or two of theirs that's worth listening to, mm-hmm. I'll. Uh, I, I will not agree with you because every song, song I've heard from them has been shit. Yeah, my favorite song from Attila is Bitches Ain't Shit But Hoes and Tricks. <laughs> I, I just made that up. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Attila frontman Chris Franzak and uh, Census Fail vocalist Buddy Nielsen are at each other's throats once again. And, uh, the sad and, uh, part is that both of these people are okay with gay people, yet they're fighting about yeah. what the other is saying about gay people. It's, 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 it's really weird. So uh, fast forward to this weekend. The two are particularly not fond of each other once again. Both bands currently... Uh, tour on Warp Tour with each other, and uh, different and stages. yeah, they're different stages. Uh, but uh, uh, Franz kind of went on a rant and accused he didn't go by name, but uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious he was talking about like a bitch ass band uh, leaving a sign Ooh. at the at the Attila merch table calling Ooh. them homophobes. Ooh. So anyway, so this is what uh, Franzilla goes to. Uh, he goes to Twitter and he and he's posts this rant. You got to imagine this is all in all, all caps, by the way. And I'm going to try to read this as he has typed it out. Grammatical errors and everything. Okay. And misspellings and everything. Good. OMFG, some of the bands on Warped Tour are fucking cowards. Mm. I'm not going to tag anyone because the coward bands are small as fuck, but seriously. <laughs> if your, your bitch-ass band is going to leave a sign at our merch calling us homophobes, then say it to my face. Bitch. Bunch of fucking cowards. Bunch of fucking nobodies. Trina throw shade and gain some fucking fame fuck a pussy ass coward (laughs) say shit to my fucking face i'm not a fucking bitch if i have a problem with someone i knock on their bus door and say it to their face (laughs) fucking boo-hoo ass bitches okay so a day later Mm -hmm. uh franz goes back to twitter and he's venting a little bit more um after buddy nielsen and senses fail had less than few flattering things to say about uh, you know Attila during their set. So anyway, so Franz goes back. So Buddy goes on set, and because it's very obvious that uh, I don't know who would leave that sign though. I don't. That sounds like a fan that would would do that. Maybe it's in possible the, in the name of Senses Fail or whatever. Perhaps. So but anyway, it's a small ass trick band. Yeah, small ass. Yeah. So there's I, plenty of small <laughs> ass tricks who, out there that are what, not Senses Fail. What planet does Franz live on where Senses Fail is a small ass band? I don't think he's referring to Senses Fail. I'm just mm, saying. Anyway. So uh, if you if you if you if you like to follow follow Franz on Twitter, you can follow him at Franz One Illa, and then delete uh, us from your subscription page. Yes, please do. We obviously don't care. We, yeah, we don't have the same values. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he goes on to say, "I like uh, uh, there we go." L M A O. Keep dropping my name on stage, fucking coward. 
Warped is literally a big baby bitch fest this year. <laughs> I missed uh, ETID uh, every time I die and Terror and Stray. I mm. literally don't Stray get it. Straight from the path? Yeah, Straight from the path. Oh, God. That awful band. Anyway, <laughs> the last two years of Warped Tour were so fucking cool and all the bands on it now are the biggest fucking crybabies. Census mm. fail. Reply, replies to uh, uh, replies to Franzilla on Twitter at Franzilla. I was outside your bus talking to your crew. Said that you wouldn't come out. Oh, snap. oh. oh and then finally bitch. the pass the passive aggression continues. At least my life rules. Oh. I wish everyone was as happy as I am. Oh. Smiley face. <laughs> that one that one was not in all caps by the way. Mm. So he's calmed down a little bit. Okay. And uh, census fail finally uh, finally reply back. When you are ready to talk, come and find me. My bus is right in front of yours. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Calling out, calling out people for being crybabies. Some motherfucker doesn't even want to come out of their bus. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I love drama. This Warped is so Tour's stupid. Been we-, like, we were talking about this off here, but Warped Tour has been weird this year. It's very weird. Is it because we got lucky enough to have media passes? I know. And we screwed that up I know. a little bit. We, we, but- brought, we brought our bad mojo to Warped Tour. I think so. Cause we that got was there day the first one. day of Warped Tour and everything, and everything, everything was okay. And once we left, people are feuding. People are getting kicked off. People are coming back to Warped Tour. Right. More on kicking off in just a minute, but we have a little bit of a follow-up on uh, uh, from Autumn to Ashes and Francis Mark. And if you remember, and if you remember from last week's episode when we talked to fans about it, uh, Francis Mark was not allowed to tour with uh, um, from Autumn to Ashes due to their uh, due to their uh, due to his probation uh, for drug involved dr- for his drug involvement. But having he, a medicinal marijuana clinic. Yes, apparently. So. Uh, Allegedly, uh, this is a statement that he released publicly last week. I wanted to clarify a few things in the press and express my gratitude to the fans who continue to stick by us in these trying times. Mm. I turned myself in and was not arrested. The alleged drug house in question was merely a medicinal marijuana facility. I speak not only for myself, but on on behalf of From Autumn to Ashes, that we will make up the dates as soon as we possibly can. Thank you for the years of support, and see you soon. So, he partly owns a medicinal marijuana facility? That's what you have to call it when it's a drug house. Oh. Because it's like I'm giving people their prescription because I'm obviously a doctor. I'm a licensed doctor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was doing with all those years off from autumn to oh, ashes. Yeah, he was, was getting, getting his, his doctorate. doctorate. Yeah. His MD. <laughs> it's very, Francis very possible. Mark, MD. Good, good job. Well, you know, at least he released a statement. And uh, I mean, for one thing, I, well, I'm not going to get into this whole drug war shit and how it's like ruining the country. Waste and ruining, of time. Waste of time. And, but like... It's just marijuana. Like, come on, guys. All I know is that because of this, the glass house was not sold out. No. Last week. And uh, barely even half full by the end of the night. Just because marijuana laws are on the books, it means independent businesses like the glass house Mm -hmm. did not get their full amount of people. And independent companies like From Autumn to Ashes are not able to make the money they deserve. To travel around the country. God damn it, Obama. I know. Fucking Obama. But if you're a fan of From Autumn to Ashes, you should probably follow them so that you know when they have to cancel their tours <laughs> right. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> this is the good thing about liking every band that you like on yeah. Facebook is that they will tell you when things get canceled at yes. the last minute like you, this. You, you'll know stuff. So anyway, last story in the feed, and this might, this might take us a little bit of time to get through. but uh, So much drama. Yeah, a lot of drama. So like we said, Warped Tour has been really weird this year. Uh, especially, this isn't the first news story about a band getting kicked off, but it's the latest. Mm-hmm. Uh, le- this past week, uh, the band Slaves, uh, if you remember from uh, last year's End of the Year Awards for, from us, they were both of our uh, top, top, albums, top albums of the year. 
And Mike and I were seriously considering going to San Diego Warp Tour just because we knew Slaves was going mm-hmm. to be on the list that day, well, you but know they what? weren't there in Pomona. I know. But you know what? Slaves is no longer on the bill for Warp anymore. Tour. Uh, but uh, th- they were kicked off because of an alleged uh, sexual harassment allegation oh, of yeah. uh, some some crew member. Is it a crew member or of like a fan? I think who, it's a crew member of yeah. Slaves. It's like a female yeah. crew member for Slaves accused right. Johnny Craig the lead singer of sexual harassment. She didn't accuse him. Somebody heard it. Oh. And then told Kevin Lehman. <laughs> oh. And Kevin and Lehman, the uh, master at... Arms. <laughs> master at arms who is good... Who is the leader... Who's like the... The uh, CEO, CEO of Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, in turn, Johnny was drinking. Yes. When there was a very specific... Allegedly he was... not be drinking or using drugs. Allegedly, before. because allegedly. he's been clean, apparently. And allegedly as well. there was an alleged... Something or other saying that he was selling drugs, mm. or they were selling drugs at their merch table. Right. Which was a great idea, which we should have it thought is. of with Amity Affliction as we walked <laughs> up there and said, hey guys, can I get some, some weed real quick? <laughs> you guys have some PCP. And then we could have sold it to some teenagers or something. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we could have used that money like for profit to buy more merch. To buy more merch. Yeah. We're, why are we doing that? God damn it. Because there was probably a lot of weed going around. Yeah. That's but, true. <laughs> so in turn, I, when I opened up my my Facebook on Sunday morning, there's this like long ass post on the slaves page. Yes. Just saying about like, we didn't sell drugs. We didn't sexually harass or rape anybody. Um, and we think this is all a bunch of bull crap. And then the chick posted on Twitter. Twit. Uh, she had, to, she had to use a twit longer. And she posted how she's been with Johnny Craig's crew for like three years now mm-hmm. and has been, you know, joked with sexually oh but it's never gone so far as she felt she was being violated mm-hmm. and she says part of the job and if you don't like having sexual jokes when you're on tour with the band and with your friends then you probably shouldn't be friends with those people true so it was like okay so she's cool with it and then you read an article that said that they were having some sort of town hall meeting for yes. warp tour oh my gosh this town hall meeting should we keep slaves on warp tour Come tonight and vote. Yes. And here's like five stipulations that they they would make the band do. Yeah. So here, so here, here is what the flyer looks like. And if you want to look at it for yourself, we'll have it in the show notes. If you're listening to it from the show notes, uh, attention, fans, warp tour. In the interest of honoring your input and involvement with the tour, a town hall meeting will be held in the amphitheater at 9 p.m. tomorrow. This meeting will be held to vote on allowing or not allowing the band slaves to rejoin the band's warp tour or not. Under these five major stipulations. Stipulation one: a responsible member of the of management team flies out to travel with the band. Stipulation two: mm-hmm. Johnny makes a uh, a public apology to Colleen about his drunken behavior. Ooh. Drunken spelled incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> stipulation three: Johnny attends. By the way, in stipulation two and stipulation three, Johnny is spelled two different ways. <laughs> stipulation okay, three: Johnny attends a meeting with a voice for the innocent about sexual harassment and bullying. Oh wow! Stipulation four: Those people follow the warp tour around. I guess so. <laughs> they might be in the immediate area that, wow. we, that we attended. Stipulation four: that is so uh, <laughs> Johnny meets with uh, Mike Farr each day for music cares. Uh, stipulation five: What is that? Uh, probably some. Like, hey guys, we can go get along if we if if we believe in one another. We just have to stay ah! positive. Yeah, stay positive, guys. Is he the lead singer of the Color Morale? Teach <laughs> you how to, how to have proper <laughs> stage etiquette. Yes. Stipulation <laughs> five: the whole band on what an enabler is and how you all Ooh. have been. 
This is your opportunity to have an opinion and express it with your peers as well as production. If you feel like you want to represent that opinion, here are your chances to show up. Please spread the word that all members of this community are invited to speak up and vote. Show up! <laughs> so, wow. In giant letters. And so, subsequently, they had the town hall meeting and they were voted off. Yeah, yeah they were. I think Johnny's response was that they really got railroaded and he agreed to all the stipulations um, except for the apology one. Yes. Obviously, the chick didn't think there was a problem. So yes. He didn't think he needed to make some sort of public apology. And there was like, oh, I guess you got to go, guys. So, so, yeah. So this sounds like turn. some sort of weird misunderstanding that got out of hand. And then Kevin Lehman took it up the butt and guess. ended up kicking the band off. And now the band's upset. And now the band's not going to – obviously, if they're not playing, they're not right. earning the money. They only played two dates. Of the 12 days, I think, they were planning, scheduled Probably to play. Something like that. Imagine. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, then they had to travel, you know, <laughs> they had to use all their leftover money to get back from wherever yeah, they were. Yeah, to get back to wherever they <laughs> to live. Get back to Sacramento, where they're from. So, yeah, Slaves has been having a bad week. And then uh, on the 22nd, they posted uh, this message on Facebook. I'm going to tell you guys the truth that this band almost hung it up the other day after losing everything, including our agent. The agent quit the yes. band after this. <laughs> Dropped off of our fall tour. Wow. Uh, last night, uh, after posting our discounted merch and tried to dig ourselves out of this massive debt, we received over a hundred. Or- we received over a hundred orders in an hour. Holy shit! We love you guys, and we cannot wait to get this new CD out and back to and back on the road. Because somebody posted along the way that they were like thirty thousand in debt for the tour, and they hadn't paid. They hadn't paid any of their crew because of that. Good God! You know they were planning to make some money on yeah. the Warp Tour, and also. Uh, I can't remember what the other thing was. There was like thirty thousand dollar debt here, sixty thousand dollar debt here that you know they were outstanding on, and so they were just like really pushing all of their merch yeah. all week long, and then they kept on posting all of these like, oh my god, we, we so appreciate how much you guys are buying our merch. Yes, and I would have totally bought something, but there was nothing I was really. And also, uh, and also, if you follow them on Twitter and or Facebook, they've been retweeting all of these uh, in support of slaves uh, posts. So they, they've been like bombarding us. With all these like, yeah, go Johnny and <laughs> go Johnny, you're yeah. an inspiration to us. You all. You saved my life. You're literally the savior of mankind. There was seriously so much fanboying <laughs> yeah, going on on their posts. But hey, if it keeps the band going, then that's cool. And then they were nice enough to say, hey, we know that one of our tracks already leaked from the new album. It was kind of shitty quality, so we're gonna go ahead and just release the mastered, the version, mastered version. Yeah, which I don't think I heard. I haven't yeah. heard it either, but uh, sure. I'll, I'll hear it sometime this weekend. But yeah, if, keep in mind uh, the new Slays album. Coming out September. In September. Yeah. And there's an announcement coming up on the 28th. Yes. We might get either the exact day or either a music video. Because ah. there's no exact uh, okay. day. Just a, just a release window. They, they updated their cover photo to just say, announcement, yes. 7, 28. Exactly. So, yeah. Warp Tour has been fucking what weird this year. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, been, it's been fun. Yeah. You know? A lot of fun. And it, it makes me glad that I didn't buy tickets for San Diego. Yeah. Because we would have gone just for Slaves anyway. Pretty much. And to see Amity Affliction again. And if, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> hear the same songs. And maybe go back to the press area. <laughs> there was a lot of bands that we missed. Yeah. I remember that. That's true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah it's next, okay. Yeah, we'll maybe next them. year we can go, we can, we can do the two dates like we wanted to do this year. We'll do one day for press, one day for, uh, one day just for us to have fun. And whenever they come to the Glass House, we will be there. Goddamn right. Hopefully to a sold out house. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, man. The band needs it, guys. They're in debt. $90,000. 
<laughs> All right, man. So this past week also, <clears throat> I believe it aired. Sorry, when did that air? Like Tuesday, Wednesday, the twenty second, twenty second. So uh, this past week, uh, the Alternative Wednesday. Press Music Awards, the second annual of these things. Uh, Hopefully, the final. <laughs> Hopefully, the- <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to God that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the the APMAs, as they're calling it, has, was aired this past week. Uh, their second annual, like I, like I mentioned, uh, this this was in uh, oh Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Ohio, of course. Like next, it was either next to. The Rock, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Fame or in the Rock Hall Which I think is where Alternative Press is located in I think Cleveland. So. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, so they had their awards in last week. And if you don't know, Alternative Press uh, does these award shows starting from last year where they have fans voting in on who the, you know, the best vocalist, best international band, album of the year, best music video, and so on. And this is a 100% uh, fan-driven awards ceremony. Which is uh, kind of a problem. Kind of a big problem. We <laughs> talked about this last year. Uh, pretty much a year ago today, a year ago this week or whatever, uh, we, 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 we went over the winners and we talked about what we thought uh, going forward that APMA should do, including like, you know, how, how they should pick their winners and how well, they... Did they take any of our advice? Mike? Of course not. They don't no, listen to no. Skinny with Mike and Adam. <laughs> Those of you the listen to Skinny with Mike and Adam. of Alternative Press. Yeah, we're or making whatever. fun of them or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so we just wanted to go over some of these because a lot of these choices, again, completely fan-driven... Uh, are really interesting to say the least. I'm uh, pretty sure there's only girls listening to any of these bands. Ah, Did you notice when they would be announcing the nominees, all you would hear was girly ah, little screams? Like it was the fucking Nickelodeon Awards? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Nick Choice Awards. Justin Bieber. Ah! <laughs> uh, so we have, uh, we have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, seventeen awards. Uh, we're gonna go through all of them. We're not gonna go in. How depth long was the show, Mike? For seventeen Four awards, hours long. <laughs> Don't forget the first half hour. There was no audio. Yes, right. So, so they, cut. they cut to music videos. They did, no, they, well, I don't know what they did for the live thing, but like the 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 archive footage that I saw mm-hmm. is just it just the screen like blah 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 uh, the 2015 well, APMAs for for the, for Access TV, which I set my DVR. They showed a video for Hailstorm. Which was pretty hot because Lizzie Hale was hot. Yes. And then they showed Paris's new video. Oh, cool. As well as a bunch of commercials uh-huh. and a bunch of like other... What's the new Paris video? The fire one? I think Got it was... It a fire! I think Stop it... burning up, up, burning up. It might have been. Okay. Or it's all in black and white. Yeah, I think that's... All okay. of their videos are in black and white, actually. I was just sitting there like, I, I've, I've, I've met her. I love her. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, I, I've met her. Yeah, I yeah. know her. She knows me. <laughs> she knows my about face. Her hair. I'm in her dreams. <laughs> Anyway, um, but the video, the hailstorm video, this uh-huh. looked really good. Yeah. Oh God, it was a terrible yeah. song, but <laughs> she looked great. Unfortunately. But anyway, so but then finally it started up again at the half hour mark. Yes. And they just started it over from the beginning. Yeah. So I fast forward. So it was hosted Ooh. by um, the lead singer and I think the guitarist of All Time Low. Right. Two guys that have two guys that are trying way too hard to be Jake funny. Gaskarth. I yeah. Think is one of their names. They're, those two guys are trying. Like they, they had like. I'm sure they have a stage presence when they're doing their shows, but but not for four hours. No, not for four <laughs> hours. And for hosting an award show, I don't think it really worked. Last year they got Mark Hoppus, who was who was at least genuinely funny. Right, and he made an appearance. Yeah, he with did. them during their little skits. Yes, which were funny. Mark Hoppus sitting in his daughter's room playing with all playing of her with toys, doll, playing with pretending dolls, pretending that know? they were all different artists from different bands. Yeah. And then when his daughter's knocking on the door, he's like, "Go away! I'm I'm, I'm masturbating." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. That was okay, yeah. That's probably right. the highlight of the whole thing. But it just made me realize that like this scene is not geared towards humor. 
it, we have a lot. We have a long way to go. There's in order a, to appeal to like, you know, other people from joining our the music scene. scene you know? Is too fucking serious. It is to to throw in humor like that. I mean, yeah. which is ironic because we make fun of these bands all the time. Yeah, and we would have been making some of the same stupid jokes. APMA Awards 2016. Mike and Adam are the hosts. <clears throat> anyway. Just saying. Just saying. And you got your one YouTuber for Jared Alonji. Yeah, Jared Alonji did. He uh, didn't show up. Jared Alonji did uh, the red carpet. Yes, he was there. He just wasn't a presenter yeah. or anything. That would have um, been fun. He would have been. A, he would have made a great host. He probably would have. But he, again, is he one to like be able to unite an an entire stadium audience in laughter? I don't know because his humor is kind of dry. So yeah, I don't think he's the right one to and do. These, but he would have been great. These bands, majority of them, are so fucking serious all the yeah, time. Yeah, they take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, Trace Cyrus of Metro Station, including the fans, take them just as seriously. Oh, I know. So I don't know. Like but, as much as I love these bands and I, and I love this music and I love this scene, it's just music, guys. I know. Like stop making a anyway. It's 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 it's, it's dumb. Like so the so the award show itself was awkward at best uh and, and i was telling adam like the autism was strong in in, in this, this year's it was this tough year's, man and you could tell there was a lot of drinking going on oh, backstage yeah. and everybody was just coming out there saying like oh, look at this microphone i read that who's that guy hey over there look at me with my belt yeah I, you know just like okay i get it like you guys <laughs> want to play it fast and loose but like and that was just the amity affliction oh, i know jesus <laughs> And Aaron had a duck call thing that he was blowing into the microphone over and over again. I'm like, God, he was. Oh drunk. God, I'm glad I told so many people how much I love this band because they're sure making a great impression. Right I know. Now. And Joel was just like, I've never played an instrument in my life. As they're trying to adjust the microphone because he's oh my like God. eight feet tall. Yeah, eight feet tall, Scott Stapp looking motherfucker. I know. Holding like two beers in his hand. Yeah. Like, oh man. You're supposed to be sober. You remember all your guys' music about how alcohol almost killed you all? Yeah. Like, every band has that song. Yeah. And yet you guys are all there just like <laughs> drinking the fuck out of everything. Oh man. So, so I guess they, that was beside that. the point. And they also had some performances. Uh, Paris uh, performed. Uh, oh, yes. Joined by Tyler Carter. Uh, yeah. Pa- Tyler uh, Carter apparently doing his first sober show. Yeah, that's what I read. I, I thought I, that was kind of weird. I, yeah, I had no idea. He sounded good he for. Did. A guy trying to influence R&B vocals into R&B, songs. R&B influence hardcore. Yeah. Uh, who else performed? I think Sum 41 also performed. How did you think of Sum 41? I didn't make it that far. Because um, they had a special guest appearance by their original guitar player, the Indian dude. Oh, really? He just came out of nowhere. Because I was sitting there like, oh, was, I remember an Indian dude being on guitar. Yes. And like, oh, he must have quit the band. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just... Jumps out on stage and busts into the solo on yeah. In Too Deep. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay, why? They played In Too Deep? Yes. Oh. They played all their hits. Oh, Jesus. They started off with... Yeah. That one. And then they ended with Fat Lip. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was... And who who came out and uh, performed with them? Ooh, oh, God. Oh, DMC from Run DMC. What? Daryl McDaniels. Yeah. Really? Why not? Of course. Why, why the hell do you not? do like the nevertheless sit up dressed for the occasion? Probably. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> the highlights of the performances by far was for me, since you haven't seen them all. No, um, I don't know. Motionless and white sounded great. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best vocals out of all of them. Yes. Even even Paris. Yeah, she sounded very like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Or, I, there or were, her I, levels were off. I was trying to figure out if it was just the, the levels that were off, but it was pretty much all vocals with very little... Yeah. music behind her mm-hmm. and she was a little pitchy dog 
Um, but which again Chris, happened last year too with some of the performances. They, so they, they still haven't even learned how to get a good audio guy. It was really weird with Black Veil Bride's set because half of it was really pitchy, mm-hmm. and the second half sounded good. I don't know what was what was up with the that. second half. They decided like, <laughs> okay, just just make them lip sync it. It might have been that, <laughs> but especially the harmonies, yeah, because they do a lot of gang vocals and whoa, 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 um, sounded really bad. The first song they did, yes. the second song sounded much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Motionless sounded great. Mm-hmm. They did, um, you know, reincarnate, of course, yeah. which is great one of my song. favorite songs of last year, as well as Rob Zombie came out and oh, they right. did 1965 yeah yeah Ow. rob zombie was uh uh was a part of the show we'll get to that soon um so he sounded great and the other standout at least from the performance end i gotta give it up for hailstorm hailstorm huh? holy shit did hmm. you see their performance i did not see their performance what the fuck there were so many things that i was just saying they're like what first of all they played Love Bites and So Do I. Yeah. Which is not a new song at this point. No, it's a, um, it's it's not an, old, new album. It's, an o, it's an okay song. It's, it's, it's a great song off of their last album okay. that won them the Grammy. Mm-hmm. Sounded great. Oh my God, her voice live? I had no idea. Hmm. It was really, really awesome live. And then... She should have taken who, over for uh, Lynn Gunn. Probably. <laughs> I was really impressed. And then here comes Corey Taylor. Like, oh, oh yes. we're going to do a duet with Corey Taylor. A maskless Corey yeah. Taylor. And what, what song did they do, Mike? I don't know. I bet you would never guess in a hundred years I don't any I fucking seen song <laughs> that they would do. If you five 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 them six six six, <laughs> it was not that one. <laughs> they broke into a rendition of "Hunger Strike." What Temple of the Dog? Really? Going back to the early nineties? Yeah. Whoa! And it fucking sounded great. That's an interesting with, choice. With Lizzie Hale singing Chris Cornell's part. Yeah. Corey Taylor singing Eddie Vedder's part. I was like, what, what an interesting the hell? Because, part. Yeah. And you see like the people in the crowd just huh? like mouth agape, like, I don't know this song. And then you see a, Is a, this 40, my dad's music? a 40 year old in the background singing along with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. What an odd choice. <laughs> like that would have been good for like, uh, like the billboard music awards. Not or even expecting that. So yeah. I was impressed and that was about it for the performances. Yeah. Um, and did you see who closed out the night I at hour four? No. Did you did you make it through the whole thing? Oh, I made it through the whole oh thing. Oh my god. I fast forwarded through like Newfound Glory and yeah. bands that I did not know. Yeah. But um Who closed out the night? The least rockinest band you could imagine, Mike. Mm. Who's also alternative. But maybe one of the founders of the modern alternative scene from the mid nineties. We'd have to go with one black rimmed glasses. Weezer? Plaid shirt wearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Rivers Cuomo with a beard singing. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Not that one. Oh, they played every other song. Oh, that good. <laughs> good. That song is awful. That song clo- is literally the worst. <laughs> they closed with Buddy Holly. <laughs> oh, of course they did. <laughs> Which was like, man, that's old. Yeah, it is And there was old. like no charisma, no stage presence. You didn't want to be there. There's like confetti flying everywhere for nobody. Weezer to- used to be like, you know, cover artists for uh, um, uh, Alternative Press back in the day. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Yeah. And I don't know why they were given the closing honor, but, you know, all 10 people They had their schedule open. Singing along with them. For- oh, the crowd was huge, though. There was a mosh pit going during Buddy Holly. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought that was the most polite <laughs> mosh pit ever. So sorry, so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> um, so that was me making it through the entire set. My gosh, you are hours. a braver man than me. I thought like you would have. I gave up like at like an hour or two. I wanted to give up after like minute fifteen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not going to be able to hear this. I knew that I would 
that something interesting might happen. Right. So it was fun. I don't know what was up with Metro Station getting their butt hurt. Oh, because Trey Cyrus is a fucking crybaby pansy-ass bitch. I think if if um, we want to appease Trey Cyrus, we should probably unplug our podcast right now. Oh. Trey Cyrus is a pansy-ass <laughs> whiny motherfucking crybaby bitch. All right. I don't know why you're is that always... Unplugged? I, I'm a, I don't know why you're always talking sh- talking shit on him. He's been nothing but respectful to us. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the most <laughs> wonderful conversation with Trey Cyrus. <laughs> anyway, man, so that was the show itself. Again, like, it, you could so use some over work. the winners and losers? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go over the winners and like like some of the major stuff. Uh, but, uh, but we won't go over like all of these. But uh, let's go with the uh, best vocalist. I think that was the first award for the night. Uh, nominations for best vocalist are Tyler Carter from Issues, Vic Fuentes, Pierce the Veil, Lynn Gunn, a Paris, Adam Lazara, Taking Back Sunday, yeah. Jeremy McKinnon, A Day to Remember, and Haley Williams of Paramore. So I know I had initially said I wanted it to be Adam Lazara. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Vic Fuentes, but I was, I was wrong. I thought it was going to be Tyler Carter, but the winner... Goes to Haley Williams, which yes. is I what I what I agreed. I, I yeah, I agree with that. That's she she won a Grammy, so why not an APMA? All oh, right, yeah, why not? Right, yeah, <laughs> add it to the list. Oh, by the way, I really like the the trophy they give. It's a it's an old timey microphone that's in the shape of a skull. Yes, I like it. It really looks like the Punisher. <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, she looked adorable. She did. She has She's like been around short forever. blue hair now. Purple. Purple. Yeah, it wasn't short. It was just kind of like in little bobs. All the way oh, down, right. yeah, it was. All, all the way across the top, like a mohawk. Uh, oh, so cute. Best international band. And uh-huh. The nominations are the 1975, the from the UK, the Amity Affliction from Australia, uh, the Marmosets from the UK, New Politics from Denmark, North Lane from Australia, and Cross Faith from Japan, who was who were also nominated last year. So and of the, course, I wanted it to be the Amity Affliction. Yes, because that's the only band that we are familiar with. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the 1975, and the winner is the 1975. Yeah. I, well, I was really, I was, I was thinking Amity Affliction would win. Yeah, I thought so too because they had but, a big um, year last year. Definitely. So I don't know. Have you heard, heard any of these international bands? Uh, I've heard of the 1975, and I know you have too. And we were both interested in uh, listening to their music. We'll probably get to them sometime. And sure. Cross Faith had a really interesting time in front of the camera oh they did where they they don't speak came, english huh they came out and 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 spoke a little bit of english uh-huh and said hero creverend and things like that <laughs> <laughs> um and then <laughs> broke into an entire japanese thing uh-huh and like the like the band you could totally tell they were doing it on purpose because they knew nobody would understand right them. so like the band behind them is trying to hype up the crowd like at parts where like the crowd should, should cheer yeah and then they were like oh maybe we should do this in english you know <laughs> oh my god so oh, it literally so took like an hour for them to finish whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like pre- like you could easily be in crossfade yeah they're very pretty no boy like a uh, japanese model kind of yes. like they could be a japanese boy band very well dressed yeah. very pretty hair yeah. like rock star stuff so i i, I want to give them a listen <laughs> yeah they don't do, they don't their, their songs are not in english by the way it sounds like they might be kind of fun okay we can give it a try they're like kind of <clears throat> excuse me like if escape the fate was in japanese might make Escape the Fate sound better. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, the, no. the Icon Award, uh, which is just their way of like uh, uh, honoring like a musician. Right. Like, like this was honor- one of the most awkward moments of the night. Yes. The Icon Kevin- Award goes to... Yeah, Kevin Lehman was the one who presented it, I believe. He announced them, and nobody had any idea what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the award went to X. Right. 
And the only reason I know of that band is because they were founded and produced by Ray Manzarek of yes. The Doors mm-hmm. back in the 80s. So that's kind of an odd, you know, per- odd band to give it to. Right. But they were like punk back when punk was punk still. Back when Kevin Lehman like, was, uh, was going to rocker. shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he gave a really awkward, uncomfortable speech. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole time I was thinking, like, you fucked over slaves, asshole. You fucked over <laughs> slaves. But you did help the parents at the VIP booth. That's true. So kudos on you and for we that. We saw that firsthand. So good, <laughs> good, good, good man, Kevin Lehman. Uh, so the, good for them. And they came out and they were just like, hey, thanks. We appreciate it. The other guy can't now. be here because he's sick. Yeah. Good night. And it was so, like, <laughs> it was so sad because yeah. you're, I don't know. I'm sure nobody in the crowd knew who they <laughs> no, were. Yeah. Nobody had any idea. So I was lucky I knew. So also the Vanguard Award, which is like another kind of like let's honor a musician you know who's been very influential for all these bands, uh, goes to Rob Zombie. Uh, uh, somewhat deserving, I would imagine. Yeah. I haven't listened to any Rob Zombie, nor have I enjoyed which is much very uh, which, which is very appropriate because Spookiness and White was there. They also yes, performed. They so performed with him. They're and very he, much influenced by Rob Zombie and his. And he discussed how when AP review, reviewed the first White Zombie album back mm-hmm. in 1990, they said. Don't ever listen to this album. Stay as far away from this band as you possibly can. <laughs> right. And here they are giving him the icon award. Exactly, yeah. Like, oh, 25 years. Things just because he has, Just because he's written shitty music doesn't mean he, has, he hasn't been influential, though. I guess so. So, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Best, let's go over best, best bassist really quick. Because um, then everything went to all-time low. Everything went Apparently to all-time low, of course. the best band in the world. Best bassist. Uh, let's say the winner went to uh, Zach Merrick of all-time low. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, nominations from uh, Real best Friends, drummer. The Used, Let Live. Um, Motionless and White and Panic at the Disco. Uh, next award was Artist, Phil- uh, Artist, Phil- Artist Philanthropic Award. So like the band or artist that does the most work for charity and that right, went which to... Which is a really stupid award in my opinion. Yeah, I think the charity <laughs> itself should be the award. But anyway, right. uh, Taking Back Sunday won that for the American... Good for them because they knew they weren't going to win anything, anything else. Right. But... They deserve to win everything else. Yeah, they so do. They gave them this one. They won that for the American <laughs> Cancer Society and uh, other other things like the Jack, uh, the Dear Jack Foundation, the Human Rights Campaign, Doctors Without Borders, which is a great foundation, Heart Support. They all and, suck. And uh, simple, the Simple Plan Foundation, which is a charity to, to, to stop Simple Plan from making more music. But <laughs> guess who re- reconvened at the APMAs? Simple Plan? Simple Plan. What? Yeah. I fast-forwarded oh, through it. Oh, God. And when I came back... I hate that band so much. I, they were singing, Responsibility, what's that? What? Not quite yet. Is that a Simple Plan song? I don't, I've never heard of that song. Not a, Never at all, it. yeah. Okay, I didn't know if they were doing a cover of some other shitty old Could punk be. song. Um, okay, anyway. so this next award... But they're back together. They played a new song. This next award gives me really upset. Best Live Band, and the nominations are A Day to Remember, Let Live, period... Panic! Exclamation point at the disco. <laughs> Paramore, Twenty One Pilots, and The Wonder Years. So now, tell me, how many of those bands have you seen live? We've seen one of them, but yeah. I've seen like on YouTube and stuff, like all of these other bands. Yeah, but not live. But not live. We want to let seen video so, footage of them live. I, I assumed that, without say, a doubt, Let Live would have won that. They I are the best we, you can get out of. We can't make that decision we unless can't. we've seen all. F- five of these bands that's true and we did say that when we talked about the nominations but the award was go but the award goes to a day to remember and i've uh, but here's the thing (laughs) here's the thing i've seen many day to remember live live videos there's nothing special about them why have you watched so many a day to remember live videos when you don't really because when i look at a day to remember stuff their live video showed up i'm like oh i want to see how this band plays live because i've heard 
good things, and there's nothing special about them. Okay. There's nothing. Like yeah, they yeah they have energy, but they're not let live. How do you not, not vote for let live? Because because everybody voting hasn't seen let live live. That's true. If does that let live live? I think let of all live. these bands, um, uh, a day to remember. Or do they has even the most know fanboys? True. Yeah. Or do they even know who let live is? That's true. Are that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak correctly. Uh, best drummer goes to all time low again. Uh, what nomin- the fuck? Uh, did, why is All Time Low getting all of the fucking shit? Probably because uh, they knew that they, they promoted were, it. Yeah, they promoted it. Hey, go vote for us, guys. Yeah, uh, and other nominations include uh, New Fan Glory, uh, Memphis Mayfire, Texas in July, August Burns Red, and The Word Alive. See, Luke Holland is an incredible drummer. And I we agree. We saw him live uh, yes. back in Decem- December or is it November? November. November. But again, he's the only one we've seen live. That's true. Well, it's the only one we've seen live, but I've heard the drumming for all of these bands. Luke Holland is by far the best of all of these. There's nothing special about the drumming in All Time Low. <laughs> I've never that listened to been... any All Time Low song, so I have no Every idea. Every All Time Low song <laughs> could be done on a drum machine. <laughs> you can't get Luke Holland. Oh, man. Anyway. <sighs> it's so this sad. This is what happens when you let the fans vote. Anyway. Maybe we should discuss uh, best song of the year, Mike. <laughs> you want to do song of the year next? Okay. Uh, well, best fandom goes to uh, Five Seconds of Summer. Which doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like, who, who else is on here? Best fandom. Fandom, fandom. Uh, I, I All-time low, Fallout Boy. The Empire probably should have won that one. Yeah, that's just they're me. not even nominated for this for that. Anyway. I believe they are. Not for fandom. The Tumblr fandom of the year. Uh, All-time low, Fallout Boy, Five Seconds of Summer, Panic of the Disco, 21 Pilots, and the 1975. Oh. Yeah, Sorry. you would have th- thought the Runaways would have been there. Best music video. Winner goes to Drown. By uh um by Bring Me the Horizon, other nominations go to A Day to Remember, uh for End of Me, Fallout Boy it. for Century. Uh, I saw it and it was terrible. It was really bad. <laughs> Modern Baseball, which is also Canadian softball. Uh, your graduation. Uh, Why am I so sad? Also, <laughs> anyway, Paris for their uh, music video for Saint Patrick and Set It Off mm. for Why Worry. Uh, I've the seen, St. Like, Patrick video looked okay. I've never seen it, though. And it's also in black and white, like all of their Paris videos. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the Drown music video is fun. Uh, it's the only one I saw. Yeah. I tried to avoid it, but so, I you know, couldn't stop. I, I don't disagree with that. Anyway, Song of the Year. Let's go over the nominations well, for that. Shit. Uh, all of these, I, I, I imagine, have a lot of fans. So, uh, this, this, to be honest, this award could have gone to anybody. Uh, Beaten in Lips by Beartooth. Yes. Reincarnate by Motionless in White. Yes. I Don't Love You Anymore by Le- by Real Friends. Don't know. Why Worry by Set It Off. Don't Kick know. Me by Sleeping With Sirens. Know and It. It was the only song worth listening to on that album. That's right. Except for the last one. <laughs> uh-huh. And My House by Paris, one of many great songs on yeah, that album. Yeah, I would much rather it have gone to Paris or Beartooth. <gasps> did you or, just, or Motionless in White. Did you just give away the winner? Because the winner <laughs> of Song of the Year is Kick Me by Sleeping With Sirens. I think only because of the fanboyisms of yeah, that band. Yeah, and Tillon didn't even show up to the award show. Of course he didn't. <laughs> Why <laughs> would The interesting he? thing about some of these bands where the lead singer did not show up. Uh-huh. Um, but the rest of the band did, and probably everybody was... Like, who are you guys? <laughs> like I was. Uh, best Underground Band uh, nominations underground. go to Being as an Ocean, uh, uh, The Hotelier. If newborn babies mm. could speak. They would be the most intelligent <laughs> beings on planet Earth. Do I need to listen to Being as an Ocean, Mike? Because you offered... Oh, the new album's actually really good. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should get I've you into that. I've been waiting on some music. Uh, Knuckle Puck, Major League, State Champs, and Tiger's Jaw. Winner goes to... Being as an ocean is so sad. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord! <laughs> Are they hardcore Christian? That, well, their first yeah, album is no really, shame. really, uh, yeah, fundamentalist, like very okay. hardcore Jesus. There's, there's only like a very subtle amount of it in their new record, which is okay. self-titled. Uh, what was the other one that sounds like them? There's Being as an Ocean, and then and like, like we, we are the ocean. We are the yeah. ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Most dedicated fans, which is another weird. Uh, uh, I think that was the one I thought was should have gone to crown the empire. Yeah, where like, is, who else would it go to besides the fucking hosts of the show yeah i don't see the nomination for that i don't oh there it is uh yeah most most dedicated fans the hustlers who are the fans of all time low the runaways who are the fans of uh crown the empire the overcast kids for fallout boy the creatures for motionless and white kids the para family for paramore which makes no sense it doesn't make any sense because when you talk about para it falls under like paraphilia kind yes. of stuff <laughs> weird sexual disorders that's things. right so anyway the sexual disorder family and uh the skeleton click for 21 pilots and the winner of course goes to the hustlers for all time low it's sweeping the awards this 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 year well there you go okay so the most upsetting upset of the of of the evening best guitarist <laughs> the nominations true, are true uh where are the oh must be next page best guitarist uh, Aaron Bally for Saves the Day. Jordan Buckley for Every Time They Die, who is a very good guitarist. Tony Perry of Pierce the Veil. Kevin Scaff of A Day to Remember. Mm. Uh, our Lord and Savior, Will Swan <laughs> of Dance, Gavin Dance. And Jackie the Vincent only. of uh, Falling in Reverse, who I guess he does some pretty good solos, I guess. There's some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. But the only one that matters in that entire mix the is Will Swan. The only one. <laughs> I mean, if you if you hear any song that Will Swan is in, is in you, you 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 have to think how impossible those guitar licks are. Throwing in "Saves the Day" seems bizarre. That makes no sense to me because there is some of the simplest guitar riffs I would imagine. Yeah, the 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 the, the appeal to that band is in their songwriting and the emotion, it, not in the guitar work. It is like so simple pop punk. Yeah, like Weezer on Valium. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the winner, of course. Goes to Tony Perry of Pierce the Veil. Why the fanboys have spoken again? Oh, I believe there man. are no boys who like the fangirls the <laughs> have spoken again. There is nobody with a penis who's listening to Pierce the Veil. <laughs> not even Pierce the Veil. Yeah, not even Pierce the Veil. <laughs> oh man, the upset. That's so surprising because if they had thrown in the guitarist for All Time Low, See, he would have won. That's true. He would have won. Yeah. Uh, they were like, oh well, I, I like Pierce the Veil second, so yeah. I'll throw in that cute little. Mexican boy from San Diego. Yeah, my top three choices would have been Jordan Buckley, Jackie Vincent, and uh, Will Swan, of course. I wanted Will Swan to take the win. Oh, mm-hmm. what an upset. That is an well, upset. If you hopefully heard Will one. didn't uh, make the trip because I think he's on tour yeah. right now with the Skyler Drive. Probably getting high. All that. Yeah. Probably getting a little bit high, but <laughs> rapping away. Rapping away, man. Hopefully he's washing his Stormtrooper t-shirt <laughs> and uh, beanie. See, if there was an award for best rap solo, Will Swan, sh- no, all-time low would have gotten that. Of course. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Anyway, so the last anyway. three categories. Breakthrough Band. This one. This is an interesting uh, yes. category. So Breakthrough Band. Where are they? Where are you, Breakthrough Band? I don't see. Bra- oh, there he is. Beartooth. Echo Smith. Modern Baseball. Neck Deep. Paris. And This Wild Life. Now, I believe you and I, I, wanted, was I really towards wanted, Beartooth. I would really yeah. go towards Beartooth because I definitely felt... That album was better than the Paris album, mm-hmm. but I, I, I got to meet Lynn Gunn, so, <laughs> so your, your, your vote has changed. Etched in my mind as being one of the 
greatest people in the entire world. Well, Adam, you'll be happy to know <laughs> that Paris won the award for Breakthrough yeah! Band. Yeah, go Paris. Yeah, I think I, I I can't remember, but I think I was leaning towards Paris because I think they were think. a little bit bigger than Beartooth was. Probably. And I think they would have had more fans voting for them. All right, so last two categories. Uh, we're we're going to start with uh, Artist of the Year. Now, there's a lot Mike of nominations for this. Dead on for this one. Dead on. But uh, let's if, if, uh, uh, but let's go ahead and go through the nominations. Against Me, well-deserving. Uh, that's, that's a well-deserving nomination. Black Veil Brides, which I understand that nomination. Yes. Crown the Empire, uh, which I get. Uh, issues, issues, uh, <laughs> Motionless in White, Newfound Glory, Of Mice, Ampersand Men, Slipknot, Taking mm. Back Sunday, and mm. Weezer. And it was so sad as they were reading all these bands. That was when I noticed it was just little girls screaming in the background. Of course. For everyone except... For Slipknot. <laughs> Slipknot, oddly enough, got some screams as well. Like, oh, I see their shirt at Hot Topic. All right. I'm not sure who it was. It might have been... Against Me? I think it was Weezer. That was the only one that didn't get screaming. It's like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> the band that my grandpa listens to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the winner of Artist of the Year, which is one, probably like one of the top honors of the uh, APMAs. No, let's first say who... Who we thought it was going to be. Oh, oh, that's right. I thought it was going to be like Black Veil Brides. I thought that it would go to Black Veil Brides. Right. I was really heavily leaning towards Taking Back Sunday. Yes. That's who I wanted to win. But I, who did you want to win? I wanted it to be Taking Back Sunday because it, cause I'm a little bit biased because they're uh, uh, one of my favorite bands. And also, when you uh, Happiness Is. Off. Yeah, Happiness <laughs> Is was uh, one of my favorite albums of, was my favorite album of last year. But the winner goes to, unsurprisingly, after I read this, it was Ithus. They are one of the biggest breakthrough bands. I, I'm surprised they weren't even on breakthrough bands for this year. Man, I, and you can tell on Tyler Carter's EP yeah. that came out in January. It's just <laughs> this band's going places. <laughs> Shut up, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that, that Girl, EP was not very good. My father was always one to do things for other people. <laughs> now it's time for you. To have me take care of you. Oh, girl, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but congratulations to Issues. I think that was a well-deserved reward. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I Well, I, I kind of am because I would think that Black Veil Brides would win. Yeah. Because they won so much last year. Oh, really? You thought the Black Veil Brides would win, huh? Yeah. Let's go to Album of the Year. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, a lot of nominations for this. So let's go through them really quick. Disgusting by Beartooth. Great album. Uh, Great. Black Veil Brides with their self-titled album. Uh, this is a weird nomination, but they census by census. Uh, by, I'm sorry, uh, by Circus, Circus Survive, uh, from Parts Unknown by Every Time I Die, mm. Stomach Aches by Frankieron. Very bizarre choice again. Yeah, a side project band, both him and Gerard. Speaking of Gerard Way, Hesitant yeah. Alien was also exactly. nominated. Rooms of the fo- Rooms of the House by La Dispute, The Hunting Party by Lincoln Park. Maybe this place is the same, and we're just changing by real friends. And uh, I, let's, let's see. Who did we think was going to win? Well, um, Beartooth had the highest vote of all of mine. Yes. Beartooth had the highest vote out of everybody on the list. Yes. But um, I believe I wanted Beartooth to win as well. And I, think I, I think I thought they were going to win because they're a big band. They're, they're a rising band with a and, rising and fandom. Reincarnate was not on this list, right? It was not. For spookiness? No, not for Very not surprising. Very surprising. Um, but I was not surprised to find out the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did we did we think the Black Veil Brides was going to take it? Because Black Veil Brides won Album of the Year yeah. for the well, APMAs. And, and the self-titled album that came out last year was... Was their best. The best album yeah. they've ever done. Some definitely better songs. Yeah. But not as good as Beartooth. That's true, yeah. 
So, but um, the fans have spoken, and and, uh, and and I love that you know, um, what's his name, the lead singer of Black Veil Brides, Jordy Chris Mogi. Black Veil Brides. Oh, um, fuck. Jordy Chicken the Bob. No, he has like he has a very white boy. Yeah, skinny white boy. He's very pretty. A really deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> Very Why can't I fucking remember? I can't remember um, his name either. But I love that when he wins something, he's always just like, we're going to take this award and we're going to give it to somebody else. Oh, really? <laughs> and he's he, giving it to a friend of theirs oh. who died, his parents. Oh, of course. Or something like that. He's like, thanks, we don't care about this, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we're so metal, man. <laughs> Pretty much. So Pretty um, much. are you, uh, so what So what did you think of the winners here? I mean, do, uh, is, do, do I this, need to restate any of my previous comments about my feelings about the winners? Right. Paris deserved their win. Everyone else, I disagree with. Yeah, all time, <laughs> all time low. Uh, pretty much won everything that they were nominated for. Uh, bring, uh, bring me the horizon. They kind of swept last year, but this year they only got uh, uh, best really music video. Sweep? Well, I, they I won a lot. Black Veil Brides won a lot. They won album of the year last year. Um, they also won best international artist, and they I think they won artist of the year as well. I just remember Ollie Sykes going up there and like, I almost got kicked out of my band because I was on drugs. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye then. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> See you next year. <laughs> September 11th, eh? Yeah, but uh, you know, as much as we don't agree with some of these uh, things, I, I'm not surprised, really. I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't because I didn't agree with the nominees that I thought the show was kind of dumb. Yeah, this is very... I don't want to watch anymore. Fan, fanboy and fangirl-driven... Uh, winners and it, it's kind of a shame and i think we talked about we talked about this last year there should be a fan's choice award but all of the awards should be decided by industry experts i think like that mike would be and adam sure. was kidding with mike and adam i think we would be a great asset to that mm-hmm. and you know like you you can watch the vmas and and they're not super stuffy and professional yeah but at least they get shit done that's true this thing took forever they did and everybody just like doop, 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 walking up to the stage doop, 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 this sign. Doop, 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 doop. what's up cleveland stop asking how how cleveland's how they doing feel. okay they're always doing okay it's like we get it you guys are all in bands <laughs> but you don't need to ask the crowd how they're doing another thing i thought was award. weird that they brought back from last year was that teenage orchestra the children's youth orchestra. The children's youth orchestra, <laughs> which was so they really could awkward. The hell out of every single yeah. song when they won. <laughs> yeah, the, and which was really awkward when they did it last year, and they did it again. Was it? There, there was so many songs that you just were not expecting to hear an orchestra. Yeah, with and, and a lot uh, of them were played out of tune. I know, like oh, <laughs> yeah. So the awards themselves are rush, uh, are, are rough, but uh, it, it, this is a great idea because we should have an awards for like the, our music scene. But, but we should not have it be a live show. No, <laughs> it should no, just be not at all. Like an internet show. And yeah, still have like live performances and stuff. That'd be great. Yeah, but uh, we don't need fans there. No, because as soon as you get these guys in front of their fans, then they have to be. What's up, Cleveland? Cleveland, you're all here to see me. I know it. I know. I'm just, I'm just like I'm just, I'm just like to say, you know, we've been really respectful on tour, but like it's really messed up for all time low to be like disrespecting <laughs> us and just, like ugh. Who would have thought a pop punk band would try to be funny about something? <laughs> oh, I know. God. Well, so yeah, those those are those are our thoughts on the APMAs. I, I really hope that this award I mean, they're going to do another award show next year, and it's going to be live. Do I have to watch it, Mike? No, you don't have to. <laughs> but what if Lizzie Hale shows up and sings one of my favorite songs? Oh, okay, with one of my least favorite lead singers. Yeah, God, she sounded great. She looked good too. I should. I mean, I should watch that performance. Man, I, I, I had no idea, like she could reach that level live. Mm. I was very impressed. Huh. And she does all the fucking soloing. Oh, good. Yeah. 
That's like her doing all the solos, not some, not the other guitar and player. Not and her brother, who's the other guitar player. Yeah, and you're sure she wasn't lip syncing? I'm positive she wasn't okay. lip syncing, because she sounded great. Fine. Uh, all right, man. So sounding off this week, uh, I wanted to do a review of something that I sounded off on not too long ago, which was the documentary... That came out this past week uh, called The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? Now, this is a documentary uh, made, made by like a, you know, like an uh, internet film critic. Uh, and it's about the, uh, uh, the cancellation of the 90s Superman film that was supposed to star Nicolas Cage and be directed oh, by yeah. Tim Burton. Right. <laughs> the, the movie itself was called Superman Lives. And it was about uh, the comic book storyline about the death of Superman. And... It, which is an interesting, uh, which is an interesting movie to make, but uh, when you hear the, when you see the documentary and all the choices that were made, and they brought in three writers, one of which was Kevin Smith, and how everything was a hodgepodge of everybody's dumb ideas, mm. and how Superman was supposed to be like a, have a glowing energy suit that had like energy coming through his veins and arteries that were supposed to turn <laughs> into like the Superman symbol. <laughs> And look at all that energy. <laughs> and, you know, and, then, and then you get to see like Nicolas Cage, like, you know, test fitting for the suit and he looks awkward in it. And it's like this weird cod piece that he's wearing. And he's oh got this weird mullet. And it's, so this was right before he started filming Con Air. Oh, it must have been around the time because he had that yeah. weird slick back was cut mullet 97. thing. Yeah. So, okay. So since they didn't do this movie, we got stuck with at least three to four really bad Nicolas Cage movies. I've, National treasure. That's right. The, the clues are in the money. The Constitution's on the back of the <laughs> Statue of Liberty's taint. <laughs> I don't know. But the uh, but the uh, the documentary itself is actually pretty fascinating. It, it, uh, it, it, if you're interested in uh, movie making and uh, you know film work and how and and how they just and how Warner Bros just th kept throwing money at this thing until it eventually just crashed and burned. Oh man! Until even Tim Burton himself, who was interviewed throughout. This, uh, this documentary and just Tim Burton himself just like you can see like how he just doesn't want to talk about it he's like everything that did everything. like why couldn't I have gotten Johnny Depp for this all I asked for was Johnny Depp oh my I just want to I just want Lois I just want to fly out flap about a little bit go, go, go over there all this energy Zorro. I got all this energy in my, in my chest in my chesticles yeah yeah yeah, but it's but it's um, but it's a really fascinating uh, documentary, and I'm pretty sure if you guys find it, you guys will you guys will be greatly enjoyed. I, I knew I, is, I knew I really enjoyed it. Do you think this is what they based the radioactive man episode <laughs> of The Simpsons? Look out, radioactive, radioactive man! Movie. Just keep throwing money at it. Yeah, until yeah. Rainier Wolf Castle goes away on a on a flash flood of acid. Yeah, <laughs> the goggles do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> Yeah, These good, kind-hearted people from Hollywood just wanted to make a story about a man. A radioactive, a radioactive man. man. <laughs> <laughs> and you took advantage of him with your simple town ways. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey Rooney. I know. <laughs> Wait, Mickey Rooney? That, that was Mickey Rooney. He was playing Mickey Fallout Boy. <laughs> Mickey Rourke as Fallout Boy. <laughs> I was the number one movie draw from 1939 to 1940. Ooh, spanning two decades. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So you had uh, uh, two bands that you wanted to review uh, he, this week. He banged Judy Garland. He did. I would have loved to bang Judy Garland. Oh man, back back in in the day. Day. Oh, man. So can fine. you imagine banging Judy Garland and then Pearl Harbor getting bombed oh. like in the same week? Oh, that would have been like that would have been oh. crisis overload. 
I'm gonna be like, oh crap! Now I have to bang Judy Sensory Garland again. Overload, man. Too much. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, get out of 1940s uh, <laughs> porn. So uh, you wanted to uh, uh, review uh, Greek Fire? Yes. So Who tell is, us a little bit about Greek Fire. So Greek Fire is the side project of a uh, couple members of Story of the Year. Correct. And uh, I believe the guitarist is the frontman of this. Yes. And the frontman of Story of the Year is now the guitarist of this. Something like that. Yes. It's hard to keep track because I'm pretty sure the the vocalist played drums at some point. I don't know. Something like how. that. It's a, it's a little mi- um, mis- hodgepodge, mishmash. Greek of, Fire will be playing at the Taste of Chaos along show, with along with Story of the Year, their original band, Story of the Year, which is interesting. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, let's give duty. it give it a listen. And this album called Do it, Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina. Machina, something yeah. like that. It's um, Latin. It's oh my, uh, <laughs> Latin, I guess. Yes. Um, it's only eight tracks, mm-hmm. but it's just as long as a regular album. Yes, kind of long songs. It's a good thirty-five minutes yeah. or so. Um, but yeah, straight eighties arena rock, arena rock, metal. baby. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Because you thought it was just going to be like this nice little acousticy. That's twin what forks I thought. Because thing. every time like Story of the Year would share Greek Fire stuff on the Story of the Year page, it would always be of the two guys holding an acoustic guitar. So I thought it was. <laughs> that one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you told me uh, it was an arena rock album, and I thought, like, oh, that's interesting. It this, was. This would be kind of, uh, you know, kind 30, of like seconds to, 30 seconds to Marzi, or... No, it was like Queensryche. Queens, yeah. Meets Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'd listen to it, and like, wow, this kind of this kind of surprised me. It's really surprised me. I wouldn't say, like, the songs are that great, but just like any but it's refreshing. arena... Though. Yeah, it's, it's a refreshing mix of uh, different genres in a... A re, in, a, in a 80s hair metal kind of foundation, right. you know? So just like any 80s hair metal album, about 50% of it is good. Yep. So I gave it a 4 out of 8. Oh. The first two tracks, I think, are really, really awesome. Yeah, it pulls you Everything right away. Everything else, I mean, it just like goes way over the top. And uh, Dreaming and Deja Vu is a good song. Mm-hmm. Down in Mexico is kind of cool. Um, and the first two tracks are pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I recommend giving it a listen. Yeah. Then they released an EP a couple years later? Supposed to be part of a set. Right. Called Lost. Uh, we're still yet to hear the found EP, Correct. which has not been recorded yet. Um, but uh, Lost is only five tracks. Mm-hmm. And you'll be bringing that to us so next, next week. week. So I started also for one of the other bands that's going to be a Taste of Chaos called Glassjaw. Glassjaw. Glassjaw is one of those bands that are a lot of post-hardcore acts of nowadays or even like you know back in thursday's day with yes. sight as a as a as an inspiration there's so many songs that sound like thursday yes and thrice and the used mm-hmm. and all this like early aughts yeah and like you this. can and you can and it all culminates right here at, at Glassjaw. and their first ep called kiss kiss bang bang yes uh nothing really that stands out on that um they're f- I, I enjoyed I enjoyed track two, mm-hmm. which is called The Snow Veil. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of it I could kind of do without. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it as well. It was nothing, nothing that blew me away, but it is like late 90s right. audio quality. You know? And then in 2000, they signed with Roadrunner Records yes. for their first LP, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Silence. That's right. Which I imagine, it didn't sell very well, but it influenced so many people, mm-hmm. which is very, very intriguing. Because um, Roadrunner dropped them from their label right after this because it wasn't selling as well as right. like Nickelback and, <laughs> and Slipknot, apparently. <laughs> um, 
so that's kind of weird. Yeah. So yeah, but still some good songs, but yeah, they're really not for, they're not for everyone. I like the first three songs: "Pretty Lush," "Siberian Kiss," and "When One Eight Becomes Two Zeros." Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. When one eight becomes two zeros. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. because oh, it's a sideways. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple other good songs in there, but I really overall gave it a five out of twelve. Okay, that's pretty fair. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know why all the bands that came after it did so much better than they did. Because <laughs> it's much better than listening to Nickelback, man. Exactly. It's just interesting that they were on Roadrunner Records when yeah. Roadrunner was really starting to explode. They were, yeah. But this album went to somewhere, I think, in the 80s. It debuted at, like, number 86 or something mm-hmm. and quickly fell off the radar after that. Yeah. And then they got dropped by their label. And their next album, Worship and Tribute, came out on, like, fucking... You know something major label. Yeah, they've, they've been, they're bouncing one. around all the time. Like they've had a troubled career. Like trying to they get they get dropped and resigned, and then albums take forever to get released. And yeah, it's it, it, they've had a troubled career for such a uh, influential band. It's very strange. So I thought that it would be that they would have had a much more storied career. Yeah. Than that, but they're going to be a taste of chaos, I guess. Yeah. I have a feeling that after reading their history, that they'll probably drop out before the show <laughs> because they tend to do things yeah, like that. Of course. Daryl Palumbo, who also has Crohn's disease. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he would have reef, reef flares of his Crohn's disease when they were on tour. And Probably, things yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Mm, now I'm going to suck on this. Are you interested penis. in listening to uh, Daryl Palumbo's pop punk side project or other band, Hello Goodbye? Not presently. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll, uh, I'll ask you again after the last album then. So, all right, man. So that was the, this week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Please tune in ne- again next week. And we will once again cut through the fat of the news stories of the week. For my co-host Adam, I am your co-host Mike. And uh... See you Monday morning if not getting some. Give me some. Oh, that was good. Oh, good job, man. Good job. (laughs) 